Hey guys, we've had a wonderful batch of questions on a lot of our videos. Thank you so much for just interacting and engaging with a lot of these topics. It's a lot of fun for us as well because we're pushing against what the culture says we should be the cultural expectations. And so it's always good to get people's testimonies. We love all the testimonies that come in, praise God for those. And also there's a lot of earnest questions of people who aren't just mocking or angry or outraging, but people who are earnestly asking questions. So a recent question uh, is what we think about women in ministry. Now there are scriptural guidelines for ministry authority that tons of people would argue is contextual and all of this stuff. So what we'll talk about is the dynamic, the, the simple dynamic. If you want to be a wife and a mother, the dynamic of being in ministry is putting yourself in authority over men. So if you find yourself in authority over men, men are not going to pursue you because they, they are either intimidated or there's an authority dynamic that prevents them from pursuing a woman who is in authority or higher status than they are. It's the same thing with huge academic degrees and career job titles and things. If you are a doctorate in engineering, you know, some random guy who's not a doctor in engineering is not going to pursue you. And even a guy who is a doctorate in engineering is may not pursue you because he's like, I don't want someone to compete with. I want a helpmeet and a, someone to be the mother of my children, mm -hmm. not equally scholarly as me. Yeah, not someone to who I'm going to have to help their mission. I want someone to help my mission. If a lady wants to be in ministry, the only people who who are going to feel equally as authority or status as you are other people in ministry. And the reality is they're probably not going to want to serve your mission. You're going to end up with a very low pool of men who would be willing to pursue you. The other side of this is that women with doctorates and high power authority positions they themselves don't want lower status men to pursue them. They feel offended at that. You know, so if you are in a high power ministry position or a high corporate position, you will be offended if some guy who's just a layman or just an average guy with no big status pursues you, you're going to feel offended mm -hmm. and you're not going to accept that I could be a help me to this ordinary person. So you are pricing yourself out of the market by putting yourself in a position of authority over men, a lot of men who would gladly pursue you now may not because you are now uh, above them in hierarchy. And you see that unfortunately in a lot of big mega churches that we've been a part of, there's a lot of young single girls on staff and they desperately want to be married and no one's pursuing them. They want to be a mom and they're uh, stuck almost in this system because now they're getting paid by the church, which is like, it's hard being single and trying to make money. So that's kind of a, a trap. And then there's the dynamic of this is good for the mega church to have these single women mm -hmm. pouring what they should be. It's good for the corporation. Yeah, it's, it's good for the church. The, yeah. Because you're essentially having all these helpmeets who are now yes. wedded to your success. Yes, definitely. When they should be in their prime fertile years of being a wife helping her husband and a mother nurturing her children, she's using that feminine energy to help and grow the church. And we're not saying it's a bad thing to give and to pour. Like that's a, a, a command to do is to disciple. But that's what Titus 2 says is 
older women teach the younger women. Mm -hmm. So we're not against women in ministry. The Bible very clearly says that older women should be teaching the younger women. There are dynamics and issues at play when women are put in positions of authority over men, single, whether the woman is single or married. And that's whether that's in the church or the corporate, those dynamics come into play. Yeah. It's come down for us of if we take the Bible at its word instead of trying to like cultural context things, we believe the Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit and it's probably of our best interest just to simply obey what the word says because things are going to get a little bit mucky and messy. There's a great saying that you shouldn't take down fences until you know why they were put up. And so that's it for us. You know, our, our heart is to change culture. How do we, what's the biggest bang for change in culture? marriage and families. And so if ladies want to be married, it's best not to be an authority over the men that you want to find a suitable husband from. So that's it. We're not against women in ministry. It's just who are you ministering to? Are you ministering to your husband? Are you ministering to your children? And are you ministering to younger ladies? That is a wonderful and probably endless thing that you could pour your life into. The problem comes when you start pouring your life into ministering to a church that is not your husband, it doesn't love you, it's not gonna give you the the family that you desire. And when you start pouring your life into ministering to men, there's a resentment that starts happening there where you know, you're putting yourself in authority over men who are older than you, who are in different domains, who are doing- Married. <laughs> yeah, who are married. Uh, so now you're crossing into dynamics with men and their wives because like, yeah. oh yeah, this lady told my husband what to do. Well, it was really interesting one time, oh, it was many years ago, we were just, I think we might have been just dating. It was when you came to America and uh, the church that I was going to, we just, you know, kept going to when Scott came to America. And uh, there was a girl that was preaching that Sunday or that the pastor had come up on stage to teach. And she had all of the men in the church stand up because she felt like she had a word for them. And it felt so weird to me because I was like, this is, I can't remember if we were married at the time or just dating, but it felt really awkward. And for you, it was... I didn't stand up. Yeah, it, it was just so bizarre. Mm. And we were very much in your normal church and had never really asked the question about women being in ministry because that's kind of just what was yeah, we hadn't, normal we hadn't, for us. Yeah, it was normal for us. And we were still very much in that mindset of egalitarianism and... I think marriage for us really is where we started asking a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, I think that was a huge moment Mm -hmm. because it all of a sudden dynamics felt very weird because Mm -hmm. this girl was also single and it just felt off. And that's when we started asking questions. And then when we would bring these questions to, to people in the church, we immediately got shut down. Like we weren't allowed to ask these questions about women being in authority over men. Which is an, another dynamic. If if a man is an authority, it's okay to criticize or uh, bring an argument against them or come against what they're saying with just the facts of, hey, you said this, I disagree, here's what I think. But if it's a lady in ministry, now you're adding in all of the diverse, politically correct, mm-hmm. Uh, things. Well, you just are against her because she's a woman in ministry. And it's like, no, yes. But also what she said is totally uh, out of, you know, anyway. So another dynamic that comes up is sexual misconduct, where you have these ladies who are in a position of authority. And again, you know, are you allowed to be alone 
with people who are working for you, probably not. So then you get that whole Mike Pence effect where women get offended when a man won't meet with them alone or won't go on a project with them or won't go travel with them. Or God forbid they do go on a project alone, they do go travel together. And then there's allegations and there's all these dynamics that happen. When I was in college, there was the dynamic of the church that I was going to, the head pastor and the lead woman pastor ended up having an emotional affair with each other. And again, it's like, this should have never happened. This, if it was just men in leadership, you would see a lot less of these emotional affairs happening in the church. And then there's the dynamic of, let's say that a woman does end up getting married and she does have children. And now she's still in a pastoral role of a church. Now, instead of being a keeper of her home and being home with her children and helping her husband's mission, the church is still her mission. Her children end up in public school and going through the cultural flow of public school. You have no idea who her husband is because he's living his own separate life and you never see him. And she's the face of the church. And Uh, and unfortunately as well, when we say the church, you know, most churches are run by the personality of the guy in charge. So she effectively becomes a helpmeet or a work wife to the pastor, mm-hmm. creating, again, sometimes some very unhealthy uh, dynamics for her own marriage, for his marriage. There's not a lot of wisdom involved in the dynamics that start coming around. Another dynamic is the masculine or feminine hierarchical strategies. So in a masculine hierarchy, there's direct confrontation, there's mastery, strength, courage that goes on of how we advance up a hierarchy. In a feminine hierarchy, it's totally different. There's no direct confrontation. There's a lot of politicking. There's a lot of manipulation. There's a lot of uh, feeling passive aggressive, feeling the vibes. He said, she said, and you see this in the corporate environment, church environment, whatever. Uh, Pretty much everything we're saying could go either either way way. because a lot of churches are run as, as businesses. Yes. And so what happens in a, in a feminine uh, hierarchy is a strong man comes in and, and wants to contribute his gift, is very confrontational, is very confident in his mission or vision. That is a threat to the feminine way of doing things. And so th- those two things are like oil and water. You can see that dynamic happening in certain yeah, corporate or church situations, organization, no such, these are just dynamics that you can observe. Whereas you look at a, a more masculine organization, a strong man comes in, is confident, gives his gift. It says in Proverbs, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. So a young man comes in, slays a giant, boom, promotion. You come in, you come and do things because you're excellent, you're, you're strong, you're courageous, uh, promotion. Uh, and it lifts all the other men around them because it's like, oh, this guy's a high performer. I need to get my button gear and I need to be a high performer. And so that's the the way of the masculine hierarchy, the, the all-male space organization. Whereas often in a, in a more feminine organization, there's it's it's more relational based. It's, oh, I know, I know him or her. They're my friend. I can trust them. So we'll bring them in. Uh, it doesn't really matter if they're qualified or not, which is great in a family business. You know, the, the keeping the family first. It's great in a family business, not great in a corporate or a church environment. You see often in churches where there are women on staff is because they are run as businesses, the women are, again, pushed into the masculine frame. A lot of times their femininity isn't embraced. It can't be embraced in a, you cannot be 
and maintain your femininity in a masculine mold. And that is often the case in uh, these churches where women are pastors. It is a very masculine environment. You do have to compete for your voice to be heard. You have to push for your ideas to be seen and, and you are just pushed into that masculine role, which again, if you're single, you are making it a lot harder to ma maintain your femininity and attract a masculine guy because polarity is a thing. The more masculine a man, the more feminine a woman he's gonna look for. And if you're in that masculine role of pushing your mission, you're gonna have a hard time finding the masculine guy that you are looking for. You'll ironically probably end up finding a feminine guy who will come alongside you as a help me. That's exactly what I was thinking is that Which that you may not be, be attracted to. Yep. And that dynamic, you we've seen it before. We've mm -hmm. seen the ministry babe that has her um, mission and then her husband is the beautiful one on the side. We highly recommend David Pawson's book, Leadership is Male. Short book, probably 90 pages. You'll finish it in two hours. Uh, but completely just pulling out all the scriptures and then all the straw men around them, the contextual fallacies around them. Um, really a, a great book to read, even both ways. If you believe in women in ministry, you should still read this because it will be the main argument against uh, what you think is right. And so you should be able to refute that or at least understand where other people are coming from if you want to have a respect for a diversity of beliefs. And he makes it very clear that the Bible uh, says women can prophesy. Mm -hmm. And like he gives, it's, it's a beautiful book because he gives a lot of honor to women. Mm -hmm. I think that's the problem is you hear people like us saying like, well, we believe what the Bible says. And it immediately like, well, you're looking down upon women. Mm -hmm. And it's like, actually, it's the opposite. We think it's a detriment to women. To be forced into leadership and authority. Yeah. And so we say all this because we think it's for the women's best interest yeah. to, to follow God's ways and his word. And it will suit her better. She will be happier being in a feminine role. And yeah. like David Pawson says, women can prophesy. They can pray for people. There is an abundance of ministry to be had. I mean, do you know how many girls are younger than you that need you to be pouring into them, to be teaching them in the ways that they should go, to be yeah. teaching them to submit to their husbands, which means helping them find a husband, to be keepers of the home and understand how to maintain, build their home economy. There is so much work to be done that there really isn't time for us as women to use our time to be, take authority over men. We have enough responsibility in front of us with children, if you have children. At the end of the day, authority means boundary setting and boundary keeping. Authority means war. And so to have authority over an organization, authority over people, it means you are responsible to fight for their best interests. It means you are responsible to weather the storms and attacks of people who are against their best interests. It's not natural for women to go to war on behalf of men. It's not natural for women to go out and fight and die to keep law and order, uh, to keep the streets safe, to keep boundaries, to keep property lines. When there's a noise at night, I don't send my wife to the door with a gun. I don't put that authority on my wife to go and fight my battles and to protect us. That's my authority. That's my responsibility. It is on me to lay my life down to protect my wife, my future children, to protect my family, my friends, my local area. 
that's the man's authority and role with great honor of authority you know we're all like oh the sheriff's badge that's nice he's got honor and he drives a nice car and he has nice guns and a nice uniform there's a lot of honor that goes with being a sheriff he's the one who has to go out to in the morning and deal with belligerent drunk people who might want to kill him he's the one who has to arrive at crime scenes and clean up dead bodies it's the same with pastoral authority are you the one who's going to arrive and deal with belligerent problems in people's lives? Are you the one who's going to arrive and clean up uh, the, the sin scene of people's lives? It's a great, great authority with a lot of honor from speaking on the stage and having your name on bulletins and books and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, a greater responsibility is required of you. A greater accountability is required of you that not many men should be in pastoral ministry. God bless you minister to uh, the things that you uh, are called to minister to you know for for us men we're called to minister to our wives and to our families to our neighbors and it's the same for ladies minister to your husbands minister to your children uh, minister to the things that god has given you great power to go and do god bless you guys we hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is homewithkelly, K-E-L-L-I dot C-O. We have organic rooibos that we bring in from Scott's home country of South Africa. It is a delicious, no caffeine tea, loose leaf. It is so good, iced or warm. And I also have some vintage home goods in the shop and I make some hand-bound journals which are also available. We hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family.